thousands of people go missing every year. Some are found quickly, alive and well. Some have met with foul play. And then there are those cases, with clues few and far between, that leave friends, family, and the world wondering. Where are you? Welcome to the Where Are You podcast. This is episode eight. So I have a question for you. What? For whom? Both of you. Oh, okay. What? So, would you <laughs> expect a young man attending college with dreams of becoming a veterinarian to lock his dog in the bathroom and never return? Well, was the dog being a shit? What kind of dog? I don't know. Oh, how old was it? I don't know. What was his name? I don't know. Really? You know nothing about the dog, but you know everything about the human. No, actually. There's a lot of unknown. To be fair, it's not a missing dog podcast, but you can't just tell person. me that that happened to some dog, because I'm going to picture every kind of dog there is. Like, what kind of dog was that? A water collie? I, like I really don't know. They, it's not... Where did he live? In a dorm in his house? Uh, he lived in a duplex. So it's probably like a uh, terrier. Or a Nemo. Nemo is a terrier. Yes. Sort of. Part of him. Anyway, I don't know what kind of dog it is. But, like, yeah, dogs. Would you expect a person like that to leave their dog locked in the bathroom and never come back for it? I think it was a dog soon, and anybody asked him about his wiener. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect anybody to do that. Okay. Those qualifiers were irrelevant. Okay. Well, neither did the family of Marcus T. Rutledge. Ah, I see what you did there. Segway. But that's one of the very few clues surrounding his disappearance. That's not even a clue. (laughs) That's just something that happened. That is his disappearance. It's not. You haven't heard the rest of the story yet. (laughs) Sheriff Raleigh, write this one. It's a clue! No. Shh. I'm going to sit and bitch about it for years, but not do anything. Anyway, sorry, we're not doing that this time. Where are we going this week? This week, we make a trip to Nashville, Tennessee, where on the night of June 8th, 1998, Marcus left a voicemail for his girlfriend to call him back, but was never seen or heard from again. (gasps) Marcus T. Rutledge was born on December 17th, 1974 in Ypsilanti, Michigan. He moved to Nashville after high school to pursue a degree at his parents' alma mater, Tennessee State University. Marcus initially majored in computer science, but later switched to biology after deciding he wanted to become a veterinarian. Nice. I used to want to become a veterinarian. Yeah, what happened to that? I didn't. Okay. Clearly. Right. At the time of his disappearance, he was 23 years old and a senior, excited about the future. 
He also had a four-year-old son, Darius, who lived with his mother, Valencia, in Knoxville. According to family, Marcus spent the weeks leading up to his disappearance like any other. He took Darius to the zoo, and he made plans with Valencia for Darius's upcoming birthday in July. And nothing really seemed to be wrong. And that's according to Valencia herself, said everything seemed normal. According to what I was able to find, the family said nothing seemed like anything was wrong. Okay. On the night of June 8th, 1998, Marcus made a phone call to his girlfriend, Tawana, and when she didn't answer, he left a message. This is where the details fall off. According to his girlfriend, when she went to call him back, he didn't answer, and this caused concern for her. We don't know the exact details of the message, the time period between when the message was left and when she received it, nor how Marcus sounded at the time. But... He must have said something, because not answering your phone in 1998 wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it, everybody like had a house phone. She didn't even answer. Right. But we don't know the time frame of the day or anything. Right. So, I mean, we don't know if he left the message before he went to work. We don't know if he was at work. We don't know. She never told anybody what the message said? Just, she said it was just to call him back. And so she freaked out when he didn't answer. That doesn't make sense. Right. Um, but after she wasn't able to reach him, she called his parents in Michigan, and then she went over to his house on Parkdale Drive. See, this is a big reaction to someone just not answering their phone after they said simply call me back. Right. Said she knows something else. That's what I would think. So this girlfriend, this is, this is Tawana. Yes. It's not Valencia, the mom. Right. Okay. Two different people. <clears throat> oh, you, you reached out to her, didn't you? Valencia? Yeah, I'm going to mention that in a little bit. Okay. But yes. Did she happen to say what kind of dog it was? Oh. Okay. Uh-huh. No. When Tawana got to the house, she said that it didn't look like Marcus had taken anything that would indicate him, like, planning to leave or being away for a long time. And... She didn't really seem like anything was out of place, um, with the exception of the dog. She found Marcus's dog locked inside the bathroom with no food or water, save for what was in the toilet. Yeah. Like, yeah. She had to add that. Uh, it, that was what was in the article. Oh, okay. So, um, and the dog had been in there long enough to tear the entire floor mat of the bathroom into pieces. He was freaking out. Yeah. Wonder what he heard. No idea. Um, according to his family, Marcus never would have left any animal in such condition, let alone his own dog. Uh, but the only thing that appeared to be missing with Marcus was his red Ford or 1995 Plymouth Neon, which had a blue Michigan license plate on it. Okay. Did they ever find that? Did it turn up? Yes, but not until like 30 days later. Oh. When they realized that Marcus and his car were both gone... Uh, his parents were actually the ones who called the police, um, thinking that maybe he'd been in an accident or something he couldn't reach out because okay. it, it was 1998. He didn't have a cell phone. It was, you know, he could have been anywhere. Right. But I guess I don't know if they did a wide search on him for him or anything because nothing was reported on that. Uh, it was just after he didn't turn up for a few weeks, you know, then... Um, they actually were able to find his car at an apartment complex that was about 21 miles away from his house. Wow. Okay. Uh, but there were, like, no clues of if he had been there recently or if he was the one to leave the car. Um, nothing 
substantial to say that he was in the car even it, they had fingerprint technology <coughs> in 1998 didn't they I believe so <coughs> did they uh, look for any or I don't know there's such little coverage on this case it's so when you find these cases do you just google missing persons where the police didn't do shit or no I just it happens that way yeah hmm. okay like I'm not a cop but like if it was I would uh, oh hey this guy has been missing for at least 30 days now here's his car yeah maybe we should look for fingerprints or something oh the case quickly turned cold after that because well, yeah, it was just there didn't right and it like there was only like one newspaper article and i originally found the case on reddit because somebody else had posted about it and oh so many people in the comments are like i've never heard of this it's what ridiculous. school was it tennessee state i feel like weren't there other people that went missing from there around that time um, yeah, in the early 90s, there were two other Tennessee State students that went missing. Um, they didn't get a lot of coverage either, right? I, d- I don't know. I didn't look into their cases. I only read through comments that people had stated there were two other ones that went missing. But there wasn't really a whole lot of connection between them and Marcus, other than the they were they were Tennessee State students and they were all black. So people mm-hmm. in Tennessee just don't care as much, or...? I don't know. Like, that's a pretty presumptuous statement to make, but, like... Right. Um, (coughs) Police have said that they think foul play was involved, but they won't state why. Um, Because something about his message set off a red flag, and so she went and she called his parents. Right. And they found his car and was like, hey, look, his car, and that was it. Like, what the fuck? Right. Uh, I was able to find in... That Reddit post that I was telling you about. And they... Somebody had posted um, pictures of that apartment complex where they found his car. And, like, along the back part of where the complex is, there's a river right there, too. Okay. Uh, I'm... I don't know if that was ever searched or... It's like nothing about searching for him was reported on. And... Other than this girlfriend's account of what happened... Which is not really an account anyway. Right. There's nothing there. It's just, oh, he left me a message and then no one ever saw him again. She's giving me bad vibes. Yeah. Uh, So the only current information I was able to find about Marcus was from an interview that his father did in August of 2020. Um, His dad actually went on to become um, a state representative for Michigan. Michigan. Yep. In the 54th district, I think. And he did really great things. Um, I I followed him on LinkedIn and stuff. I was reading through all the stuff that he was doing. Did you reach out to him? I did. Um, I haven't heard back yet. Okay. So um, if he does um, reach out to me and I'm able to talk to him, I'll do an update. And we can post that later. But um, he hasn't responded yet. Um. Anyway, in this interview that he did, he mentioned that Marcus had another child, um, a daughter, and they were able to confirm this with DNA testing. Uh, His daughter is 23 now, so she's roughly three or four years younger than uh, Darius. Is she honest? Yes. Okay. Um, And um, I know that 
because I was actually able to get in touch with Valencia. Right. And she mentioned that um, Marcus had a daughter with his then girlfriend. Okay. Uh, but she also let me know that um, everyone in Marcus's family believes that the girlfriend didn't provide police with everything she knew about Marcus's disappearance. Uh, so I believe that also. And that's kind of what we thought to start with. That just because. Did you ask her about the dog? Yeah, she didn't say anything about the dog. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, she did. Did Tawana take the dog then? Or? I have no idea. Huh. I just, I needed to confirm with her, you know, if the girlfriend at the time was her or someone else, and she you, verified that information yeah, for me. Two different things I read. One said, yeah, it was very ambiguous. Right. So, I mean, that was kind of why we had the delay, too, so that I wanted to verify that. Right. But yeah, that that is all we know. Did she say that you could say you talked to her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she said that it was okay to mention her. And she actually was the one who recommended that I reach out to his dad. Okay. Um, and his sister. Um, I haven't done that yet. I just, I'm waiting to hear back from his dad. I didn't want to like, impose on their family and things like that, too. It was easier with Leanna because, like, you knew them, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I was from there right. not just some stranger from the internet reaching out right right so getting in contact with people was a little bit easier right. than i mean like you can send facebook messages or emails or whatever but if they don't know who you are they're not always going to see it or yeah. respond so yeah but her sister she's already on your facebook right yeah, yeah. um but that's it but that's it that's frustrating yeah we know that he called his girlfriend, left a message, and yeah. then disappeared. We gotta know what it said. I know. It had to have been more than just call me back because... Right. People are garbage. If he even left her a message at all. Well, if he didn't, that's even worse. Because he called her, she didn't answer. If she called him, he didn't answer. That just sounds like some toxic stuff. Like, oh my god, why wouldn't you answer when I call? Who's the bitch? I'm going to call your parents. I'm going to go search your house. I mean, you know. But, like, she didn't answer either. So. Yeah. So, they must have. Why would she say he left a message if he didn't? But also, why wouldn't she say what the message said if he did? Right. I think it's frustrating for me because we don't have a, a timeline of the day. Right. All like, we don't know when the message was left. We don't know when she called him back. We don't know. When he left his house, we don't know what happened prior to leaving his house. You know where a lot of we, these answers will come from? <coughs> her. Yeah. Why isn't she saying anything? She's like Kaylin Aiken's dad. Yeah. Except, at least he was able to form a set of lies. At least, based. Yeah, at least he lied about it. He said something. I don't know. But that's it. And that... And that it's frustrating. And that is one thing that Valencia asked me when I reached out to her was, how did you come about Marcus's case? Because not many know people know about it. Yeah. And that's the point of the podcast. Yeah. Is that what you told her? Yeah. I let it, I told her why um, I started it with Leanna's case. And then, you know, I'm like, there's so many cases that people just haven't heard of and the, their stories are lost. And the ones that you have, everybody talks about it. Right. 
So, and it's not that I don't want to share the stories that have been covered a lot. Like, we shared Caitlin's, and I'm sure we're going to share more that have been covered widely. But, but there are these other cases that nobody seems to care about. That it's like, oh, well, this guy's missing, but whatever. Any last thoughts? Oh, I don't have anything to base any last thoughts on, aside from why wouldn't she say anything at all? Yeah. I... I don't know. I'm assuming they've asked her, and she hasn't told them anything either, because they would have said something. Right. So... No, if, uh, if I am able to speak with his dad, and, you know, he's willing to give me any other information, or if he can give me any information... I'll certainly do an update. Should call Officer Raleigh. Maybe he can hang a little poster or something. Oh my god. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> anyway. that guy. I bet he still has that poster up since there's no missing. He better. Piece of shit. Anyway. Yep. Alright. At the time of his disappearance, Marcus T. Rutledge was 23 years old. He was 6 feet tall and weighed 190 pounds. He's African-American and has brown eyes and black hair. If you have any information about Marcus or his whereabouts, please contact the Metro Nashville Police Department at 